Welcome into another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. If you're listening to us for the first time, this is actually a step outside of what we normally do. We're going to do a top 10 Pixar episode, as the uh, title of this episode would suggest. Uh, but what we normally do is we seek to take back movie night by giving you a weekly movie recommendation uh, because the average person wastes 115 hours every year just looking for a movie to watch. So Rodney, I have to ask you, if I were to give you back 115 hours, how would you use it? Chet, my, my answer this week is, uh, is actually a little bittersweet. Um, so I found this app. It's an amazing app. It's called Taste. And you can basically scroll through movies. It, instead of just getting like generic recommendations, you can do these super personalized recommendations. And kind of like what we do, you can just look for recommendations. And after you've kind of rated all the different movies that you really care for, you can kind of scroll through them almost like it's a dating app. It'll just serve up different movies and get to know your taste really well. And then once it really gets to know your taste, you can sort for movies like that are great on Netflix available to you now or Amazon available to you now. Chad, this app is is so good that I don't think that people need us anymore. You know, actually, it's funny you say that, Rodney. Um, I actually have news for you. Uh, this episode and future episodes are actually being sponsored by Taste. Is that true? That is absolutely true. So Taste is an app that is, like you said, unbelievable. So what, what this is, is you actually just, movies come up on your phone uh, like like dating options, and you rate them as awful, meh, good, or amazing. And the more movies you rate, the more this app gets to know your taste and then personalizes recommendations for you based on mood, based on genre, based on decade, based on streamable options. It is quite literally the most user-friendly app I've seen like this. Picture IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, except that it then provides recommendations for you according to your taste, the more it learns about you. Not only that, it, it even gives you options like what would be good for like a family night movie or like a mystery movie or a date night movie. Chet, this app, it's what we do, except they wouldn't have to deal with my puzzling movie descriptions. Yeah, a date night movie or, in your case, a movie by yourself. I mean, I feel like once our listeners download the app, I mean, aren't you a little concerned that they're going to feel like they don't need us anymore? Well, we'll leave it to our listeners to decide. So I would say you can go and download this app both on the Apple Store and also Google Play, or you can go to their website, which is www.taste.io. So go out and download Taste today. This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Bear. It's Black Hawk Down with Aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer Garden. Beer Garden was pretty spot <laughs> That was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. Welcome into a very special episode of Down the Hall Podcast, our 90th episode. It took 90 episodes to drag Lyndon across the pond to finally come out here. Is that what it took? 90? And he said, well, you guys do 90 episodes. Prove to me you can do this, and then I'll come over there. But Lyndon is here, so actually he's also with his wife, Lindsay. Lindsay, say hello. 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 We have, a, we have a, a small studio audience tonight, also comprised of, of loyal fan Dan. Yeah! <laughs> you just heard his actual voice doing the intro, right? What's that? Or not yet. Oh, yeah. Dan. Oh, maybe people don't know this. Dan... Does the intro for Down the Hall podcast? He's Do they the not know that? Have we not given him proper I don't credit know. yet? I'm not. I don't really remember. I don't Do listen we to pay the show. Him for the, anything? 
I, so you know how royalties work? I've been giving him all of your pay. So <laughs> as long as you're I was wondering that. where all yeah. my money went. I thought I was a terrible money manager. It just turns out that you've been stealing it. That's good. That's uh, relief. Just giving it to the poor, like Robin Hood. Uh, so we're doing a top 10 episode. It's going to be top 10 Pixar movies. Um, but because we do aim to help people take back movie night, the average person wastes 115 hours every year just looking for a movie to watch. Linda, let's ask you, how is your trip been if you had extra 115 hours you use them to kind of come over here and on vacation how has your trip been so far yeah it's been an eventful trip so far uh, this is odd talking to you like this because i have to make eye contact i knew <laughs> i knew you were gonna hate it that's my favorite part is we get to finally watch you so you can't and use so your phone the only time i will make eye contact is when i will be farting I so much I, appre- just- <laughs> I will say like I, I'm very I'm very grateful for you uh, wearing the shorts that you promised. No, yeah, you the short shorts just they're, for Rodney. Very nice. He's got a lovely, shorter. lovely view. Would you say there's about six inches of thigh? Right? Is that where roughly? I mean, and we're we're fast approaching seven. So mm, yeah. and that's sliding around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah. So the first well, I will say my favorite part of your trip so far, Lyndon. Is uh, is I don't know what the chances are of this happening. I don't know if it's easier to win the lottery or have this happen to you. But we get out of the car. We're, we we're going to show Lyndon and Lindsay around the city. Uh, we meet up with Dan downtown. We have this whole day planned. We're probably five minutes, maybe less, into our trip, and Rodney gets kerplunked on the head by the largest bird poop dropping I think I've ever seen. Square bullseye right in your crown. You have you have a dark soul. You've met two people. You've met two people. They've come over. We've enjoyed an entirely wonderful day. And the, your favorite part was the fact that I got bird poop on my head. I think it was wonderful and enjoyable because it started that way. It was my favorite part as well. We got the photo, photographic evidence and everything. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. There's something poetic about it. What is poetic about it? There's nothing poetic it's, about it's it. It's poetic that it happened to you. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, I I would just like to say I just was appreciative that Dan brought a backpack. So Dan was there with us for, I don't know, what did you say, like 15% of it? A couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And Dan, in true prepared fashion, had a backpack with Kleenex and rubbing alcohol. I don't know why he needed that. I needed it. You needed it. But well, it's, you know, we we figured it out quickly. Dan has all that stuff because he has a child, and you played that role very well yesterday. <laughs> did he come knowing that he had to take care of me? Like, did he come with a backpack saying the down the hall guys are going to be in need of this stuff, or did he come accidentally with don't, a backpack because he no, forgot there was a child? Down the hall guys. Rope us like, into this. Rodney's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will rope you into it. <laughs> So why don't we get to what we're actually doing tonight, which is uh, counting down our top 10 Pixar films. Now, Lyndon, there's been 20 of these. 19. Well, 20th just came out like yesterday. Oh, yeah. Incredibles 2. Yeah. So it's topical because a lot of people are now talking about Pixar again. Anytime a big one comes out, just spilled my beer. By the way, cheers, guys. Cheers. Welcome to the States, Lyndon. Yours beers are empty. You guys need to rectify that. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So, but and anyway, we had the impulse to shatter that glass for some reason. I don't 20 know. 20 Pixar films, if Rodney will let me continue. There's 20 of them. And, <laughs> Lyndon, you said confidently you could name all of them. Yep. All right. Hit me. Okay. So, we've got one of the best trilogies ever made Toy Story 1 to 3 to one of the worst trilogies ever made. We're not timing you. Cars 1, 2, and 3. We've got, we'll go for the other ones Incredibles 1 and 2. And we've got Monsters Inc., Monsters University. So, we're up to 10. Then we have... What are you picking at? Nothing. Phone's off. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we've got uh, Bugs Life, wall Inside Out, Finding Nemo, Finding Dory. 
Ratatouille, Brave. That's 17. Uh, Coco. What haven't I said? Uh, he was so much He was very confident. He was very confident. Wait for it. Wait for it. Up, obviously. <clears throat> I'm for one more. Do you need a lifeline to, nope. call, to call Georgie? No, nope, not yet. If we're not timing, I've got time. Um, well, well, we're timing. That's a little different. Okay. A, that seems like different thoughts. You not <laughs> rushing is different than you Have having... I said Wally? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember our list. <laughs> looked over. It's not on the list. This last one's not on our Ratatouille, list. Ratatouille, no, I've said. Bugs Life, I've said. <gasps> Balls. Is that one? <laughs> I had this. Not, not I was I'm confident aware. about this. Um, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It's a reptile don't who's give him a not bad. Rept. What is wrong with me? Oh boy, that wasn't that helpful. Oh, good dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> does not. Oh. Done. I don't. I don't want to hear success bells. That's pure <laughs> epic failure. Bells. <laughs> is is the uh, the eye contact was putting me off? I was like, at home in my shed. I would have nailed it. Yeah, you would have been looking them up. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. Good dinosaur. You yeah. also admitted to me that there was a quiz that you and I were taking against each other where you were looking things up yeah, on your I'm phone. still you lost. <laughs> well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. So why don't we get to our list, Rodney? We're doing our top ten. Uh, favorite Pixar films, which we we all what we do, we all looked at our our individual tens, and then you know cross referenced them and came to a conclusion as to where we were going to be here. I think mm. we should say where this list was born. This was uh, Lindsay was having a great time. We walk around, have a great time walking around the city. Then we decided to we walked into two bars. They were too busy. We'd walked quite a long way by this point, getting pretty tired and thirsty. We sat down, really nice area outside near Fenway, wasn't it? Yes. Had a nice couple of ciders. I introduced these these boys to proper drinks. He thinks we haven't <laughs> had ciders before, this guy. I, it's it's cider, it's Downey Cider what from am I, Boston. A what is, I, how did you then, introduce us to it? And then uh, we then proceeded to talk about films for two hours, uh, which Lindsay loved, I think. For eight minutes. <laughs> she was, uh, yeah, she was into it for a while before she realized, like, how much longer do we have here? I think that uh, there was a, there was a moment there where it was the answer was much. Yeah. Oh, we haven't even Ronnie hasn't even started making his list yet. <laughs> I think your point is though, as soon as we started talking Pixar, she rallied. She was right back yeah. into it. So we think we found that like Pixar movies are a very enjoyable discussion for most people. I think whether we grew up on them because now so much time has passed. The first one was Toy Story came out. In, what do we say? Ninety five. And then now here we are with more, and I think there's five more untitled ones to come after this. So there are generations now of kids who have grown up on these films. So, Rodney, why don't you lead us off with number 10? So we're going to start off the list with Toy Story 2. What are we going to do, Buzz? Use your head. But I don't want to use my head! Ah! Uh, So I think it's number 10 for us because... um, it's part of one of uh, the greatest trilogies, maybe the greatest trilogy uh, that we have in movies. But this is uh, this is a story where uh, Woody gets taken by a toy collector, Big Al, and Big uh, Al? Al's toy bar. Yeah. yeah, and he uh, anyway, so he, and he gets to meet uh, characters like Jesse and Bullseye, Zerg. Right? Zerg. Um, but I think this maybe was weaker than the other two Toy Stories. Not to suggest whether or not they're going to be in our list or not. <laughs> but in any case, um, it was definitely deserving to to be on the list, uh, edging out some of the other Pixar favorites. I think it's weaker than the other two, but I think as a standalone, it would still be 
on the list for everyone. You know, oh, 100%. Such a good one. Yeah, such it's a... even higher than than 10 for me. But I mean, um, if, if you discount cars, the Pixar standard is always very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really high standard. It's a, it's kind of remarkable that they've been able to keep it up since 1995. Toy so Story 2 was... Um, the first uh, animated film to start doing bloopers as well. So during the credits. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Toy Story yeah, 2 started that. that. And I'm packing funny. you an extra pair of shoes and your angry eyes, just in case. And if you get hungry, here's some cheese puffs and a key. I don't know what it's for, but you never know. That is Those funny. are really funny. Much better than what we have now, which is Marvel movies that have <laughs> scenes at the end of 15 minutes of credits. Why did you find a reason there is to no bring Marvel movies? <laughs> there is. Because, because it's it used to be a clever idea. Now it's just an annoyance that after 15 minutes of credits, there's still people sitting in the theater for scenes that are lackluster, but they laugh so hard because it feels like they earned it or something. You know what's good is I bet you people... We're really hoping you'd tell us your opinion about Marvel again. So I'm glad we fit that into <laughs> yeah. this episode. Lyndon, uh, you, have, you have number nine. So number nine is a personal favorite for me. It's uh, their film from 2015, Inside Out. I'm joy. This is sadness. That's anger. What? This is disgust. Uh, and that's fear. Ah! We're Riley's emotions. Woo-hoo! Okay, so this is a personal favorite of mine. This is a really original, clever idea. It's set in the mind of an 11-year-old girl. And the main characters are all the her emotions and when she moves to a new city and how her emotions evolve and how she learns to use sadness. And as a uh, pediatrician myself, this this film is so clever, how they have the islands of personality and how they change as she kind of grows up and grow, grows to puberty and how these islands change. And um, this is, I thought this film was so clever, a lot better uh, explanations of child psychology than you get in textbooks to the point where I was recommending it to my seniors at work. And it's got... Um, some really lovely heartfelt moments, especially with the imaginary friend and great voice acting cast too. I oh it's yeah, just, I mean it's just I mean it's not one of my personal favorites, but it's in my my top ten, obviously, which is why it's here, obviously. But I think that you know as watch as I was watching it, I, I couldn't I couldn't argue with the fact that it's a very clever original idea. I thought it was extremely well done, and I think that's when picks are at their best when they really come up with the original ideas you haven't right. seen before. Yeah, I think there is something to be said to be able to take something as potentially complicated as the human mind and break it down in such a way that kids can understand it. But then even as adults or even as, as a doctor yourself, that you'd be able to look at it and say, I think we should teach this yeah. <laughs> um, because it, and so I, I think, like you said, Pixar is at their best when they're able to showcase something like that and yeah. really think of it in an original way. And Lyndon, you have number eight as well. So number eight, we have uh, Toy Story 3. Now, come on, guys. We all knew this day was coming. We're getting thrown away. No, no one's getting thrown away. We ain't ever getting played with. Hold on. This is no time to be hysterical. It's the perfect time to be hysterical. Should we be hysterical? Now. Yes. Maybe. But not right now. Come on. Let's see how much we're going for an eBay. So this is the third in the trilogy of one of the best trilogies ever made from 2010. I think what this does better, slightly better than the second one, it introduces some really nice new characters at... uh, Sunnydale at the, the the nursery and it has a really emotional ending when I first saw it at the cinema I, I was genuinely worried the film was going to finish when they're going into like the, was it the uh, the fire pit the furnace the, the furnace yeah <clears throat> I thought that was going to be the end of the film it was going to be terrible um, but it has a really nice bittersweet ending because by the time the people that have grown up watching Toy Story like myself at this point they're going off to college and doing things like that and really growing up, so it's kind of a the end of Andy's story, and it's a really nice emotional end. 
I think it's rare that that kids' movies can. I feel like oftentimes we see in sequels that there's a, a distinct drop off. Maybe in all types of movies, but this one, Toy Story three, was phenomenal. It was so yeah. well done. And a little uh, bit worried about Toy Story four though. Yeah, I'm not sure I, if I feel, it can keep up. I, I'm not sure they need to do anything extra. I think Toy Story three is the perfect ending. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Spanish Buzz as well. Did you fix Buzz? Uh, sort of. Oh yeah, I forgot about Spanish. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, no, that, that was, was that was really great. good. That was but, really good. Uh, yeah, I, I particularly loved how the story itself really translated, like the same number of years back to yourself. You know, so yeah. like, and then this one in particular, where it's like I was kind of Andy's age when it started, and then also Andy's age when Toy Story three happened. So there's there's something really really uh, nice about that, the way that it kind of connects. All right, Rado, you have number seven. So at number seven, we have Wally. Wally. Wally's a story of it, it focuses on a robot, which I think it took me a really long time to see this because I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to feel any emotional connection to this robot scavenging up like an abandoned planet. But they do an incredible job at one, giving personality enough to this robot that you're fully invested in believing that this is a character with feelings that you care about while also um, kind of showcasing a really futuristic kind of scary world, but in a way that is thought provoking. So to me, I think yet again, something that Pixar did where they take on a pretty big topic, just like we had talked about for inside out and break it down in a way that is approachable for kids, but yet somehow for adults, a movie that you can watch and think, I think I'm learning something here. Or, like, you know, I think there's a really good benefit to to watching this movie for me. Yeah. I think the astounding thing about Wally is for 30 minutes, it's a silent film, pretty much. The opening. And to do that with a kids' film and still make it engaging for the kids and the adults. And it, 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 they just have the music that Wally listens to. And to have it for that long and to be that captivating is really impressive. You know, one thing I'm thinking is Ronnie said that he didn't think he would enjoy a movie where he was emotionally connected to a robot spoken like someone who grew up not caring about r2d2 that's right i mean you're just a broken person man i don't know what to tell you i haven't seen r2d2 i haven't watched the movies what do you want me to tell you (laughs) all right so number six number six is the incredibles honey what where's my super suit what where is my super suit And actually, one of the main reasons we're doing this particular podcast this particular week is because of the recent release of Incredibles 2, which is, you know, as we said, brought Pixar back into the, you know, into the discussion, social media people. You know, I'd see a lot of articles written this week, even from a friend of the show, John Negroni, who ranked the, you know, the Pixar movies himself on Relevant Magazine. Uh, But Incredibles at times was one that I would have considered maybe my favorite. This this could have, this, this is close to number one for me. I thought that it, when it came out, it was, first of all, I think, hysterical. I thought it was hilarious all the way through. But I, I think the way they, the, the way that they brought you into the story and kind of the cool effects they did, what was like the first, I don't know, like the first true Disney action film almost. 
where there was like really cool things going on. It felt like you were watching like a James Bond spy movie at times. And just the family dynamic. And I mean, I thought it was from all sides really, really strong, you know, and I thought that this could easily be number one for, for us and I would have no problem with it. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Incredibles 2. And right now we have the first one at number six. I agree. It's, um, it really is a great action. Once it really gets going, you have um, Dash running on the water and then running away with their like, invisible shield. It really gets going. It's a lot of fun. And I, and I think it deserves to be pretty high on the list. And uh, moving right along, number five, we have Coco. I know I'm not supposed to love music. No music. No music. But my great-grandma Coco's father was the greatest musician of all time. Ernesto de la Cruz. One day, he left with his guitar and never returned. No, my family thinks music is a curse. Great-great-grandfather, none of them understand me. I'm supposed to play music. I will say that I had a pretty uh, interesting experience watching this. I thought it was really cool. I got to watch this with Legna's family. Um, so Legna's family, having come from Mexico, watching that with them, having traveled to Mexico with them, and knowing all the, uh, all the prep that was put into making Coco, um, there were people on the team who actually moved to and lived in Mexico for two years prior to Coco, the, the creation of Coco, which I thought was really cool because it is so authentic. You, you kind of feel like you're right there. And they were pointing out things to me. The advantage of, of watching it with someone from Mexico, they were pointing out things to me that were like, oh, that is so accurate. That that type of, you know, the way that looks or the way that the, the house is shaped, like all those things are, that's exactly what this would look like or sound like. It was really cool. It was like a cool experience, almost immersive experience to be able to watch this movie. And I thought it was extremely well done. Lyndon, you had talked it up so much. I was almost worried that I wouldn't, it wouldn't land with me, um, but it was perfect. I thought it's a real, like the fact that they keep striking gold, you know, again and again and again, I thought was, you know, yeah, they, extremely impressive. Again, like Inside Out, they strike gold and they put a lot of effort into original idea. And again, looking at the day of the day, there hadn't been something that had been done in mainstream animation. And... I remember Lindsay saw this at the cinema with Georgie and came back and she said, oh, it made her cry. It was amazing. Georgie loved it as well. Georgie couldn't wait to tell me about the colourful dragon in it. And actually it had been built up a bit too much for me. And then when I sat at home and watched it with Georgie, it's, it's a slow burn. The first 15 minutes, I was like, well, what's the fuss about? But by the end of the film, completely blown away. It's, it is a 10 out of 10 for me, this film. I think it's incredible. And me and Georgie love singing the uh, Remember Me song. It's yeah. a lovely, lovely song. And visually, too, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so colorful oh, yeah. Stunning. And, and fun. Yeah, no, it's which, fantastic. Which, one, is classic Pixar. But, two, I think the really great thing about Pixar being so successful is that it allows them probably to put in the effort that that they do into going and sending a team and letting them go study, you know, study a culture, make sure they're they're doing it right. But then... You know, still to their credit is that they go through the effort to do that because I feel like it would be really easy to just decide we're going to produce cartoonish movies over and over again and people are still going to like them because you know kids will go watch them. But to to have the commitment to put to put together a really well thought out movie with so much effort, I feel like is one of those things that every once in a while I watch a movie and go like, I'm happy that there are people out in the world that go out and create things for our own enjoyment. You know, like, I don't know. I, sometimes I, I have that experience watching a movie. Now, Lyndon, you have number four. So number four um, from a lot of social media comments is a number one for a lot of people. And it's Finding Nemo. Beyond the sea. You know, I speak whale. Come back. Just as well, he might be hungry. Don't worry. Whales don't eat clownfish. They eat krill. Swim away! Oh, look, 
real. So this is the Pixar film from 2003. Again, a great original story, setting it in the sea. Um, it does fall into the Disney trap of killing off the, one of the, at least one of the parents fairly early. It's necessary. It I is. would say it's necessary. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a pretty. Du- it's a tough start to this film. You can't make an omelet without breaking a couple of eggs. Well, they break quite a few eggs, don't they, at the beginning of this film. <laughs> but it's a really nice story. The character of Dory in this film is brilliant. Um, and there's so many great characters in it. The turtles uh, and all the characters in the fish tank. My bubbles. <laughs> uh, they're all great. And it's such a lovely, lovely film. And what Pixar, the, the magic of Pixar films, which so many try to copy and fail, is the kids are enthralled by it. They love the colours. They love everything that's going on. But there's so much entertainment for adults in it as well. And there's yeah. a lot to it. But it's not like obvious, like, oh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. This is a reference to an adult film. Well done. And it's really subtle. And it really brings you into the story. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Finding Nemo, if we had placed that at number one, we wouldn't get many arguments. I think that's a great one. I, I know maybe you didn't you didn't love it as much. It's definitely in your top ten, you said. But yeah. I think that the general public, the way it was received, I remember hearing people talk about it as one of the greatest kids' movies they'd ever seen when it first came out. And uh, I thought that, because I remember, too, it was a summer release, and I saw it in a, drive, a drive-in and kind of on the, the bigger screen. It was just so... Being in that underwater setting and at the time the graphics, which were so beautifully done, I, I don't think anyone would argue if this was our number one. Yeah. I think Finding Dory is always a bit marred for me because it was the first film I took Georgie to see at the cinema ever. And um, it's nowhere near as good as Finding Nemo. And it's the first time she'd, I'd taken to the cinema and she was potty training at the time or toilet training. And uh, we had a big... Either one works. We had a, a, a lovely poo incident mid-film. Oh, wow. Now, what did, how did you handle that? Did you take her out well, at the time, or did you say... Well, luckily, well, Dan was there with George, hand sanitizer George, and yeah. <laughs> Well, Georgie, there's still an hour left, so I'm going to need you to sit tight for a little so bit. So there was a, a stage of reactions. First, I was like, did I just fart? Was like, was <laughs> you <that> thought you <laughs> farted? <laughs> I was like, wow, that smells. And then Georgie was like standing up. I was like, hang on. <laughs> that looks a bit... Full. <laughs> I don't remember a bum being that big. And then my next reaction was annoyance. I was like, mm, it was just when the, it was towards the end of the film where she was just about to find her parents. And I was like, looks like we're going to make a big emotional moment. So I was like, maybe we can wait. You just stand there. And then the smell begins to drift a little bit. So then embarrassment kicks in as I realise people round are knowing what's going on. So I was like, this guy (laughs) wants to finish the movie. He does not care about his daughter. (laughs) But we're in the third act. (laughs) And then I was like, right. So grab her, hold her like a rugby ball underneath my arm, bag it in, and run to the toilet. And luckily it's, there's minimal mess. It's collected in the knickers fairly well. Knicker- Rugby ball and knickers. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. He, he really wanted to remind us where he's from. Yeah. But then... He had to change a dirty nappy. Uh, yeah. I didn't have any... Um, oh, what, well, nappy... Like, nappy sacks with me. What, you... Diaper bag? Yeah, di- I didn't yeah. have any diaper bags. So I was like, well, this is going in the bin in the toilet. So have fun with that cinema chain. In the toilet or the <laughs> No, trash? not in the toilet. In, oh, the, in like, the bin. In the bin that's within the toilet. The waste toilet, paper basket. Which, well, I think it's like the tampon bin, isn't it? So I was like, well, in there you go. What bathroom were you in? <laughs> okay, the one with the, like, the kids changing. It's got more space. Okay. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of questions that are and popping then up. And chuck some knickers on. Quick wipe. Let's go back in and watch it. Yeah. Did you, did you, did you make it for the ending? Well, we saw the ending. It was but all right. It was okay. Okay. <laughs> not worth the hassle, actually. I feel like I've got nothing good enough to add. 
I think we need to move on. I think we have to move on. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, before we actually get into our top three, why don't we go to what the listeners said? So we had quite a few interactions. I mean, Pixar, again, is one that I think is a fun topic to talk through. And actually, even as we've been recording, we've had people kind of chiming back in. And I do want to say you can always do that on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Down the Hall, guys. You can find us on Facebook, Down the Hall Podcast. Uh, but the first one comes from Abby in Massachusetts. She said Coco. So a lot of these are in agreement with us. I mean, there's a few that were, uh, you know, spoiler alert, we left off the, the list. But um, Coco obviously being one that was a popular one. Uh, Josh in Massachusetts and also Renee in Massachusetts both said Ratatouille, which did we leave it on our list? Is it on our list? We'll see. We'll see. It's Is not... it in the top three? Time will tell. No. I feel like, the, <laughs> I feel like just the way we're talking about it is clear. Um, and then, uh, another Renee said Monsters, Inc. Zellweger? Maybe. No. Uh, Paul in Kansas City said The Incredibles. And then, uh, Troy in Kansas City, Amanda in Massachusetts, and Becky in England all said Finding Nemo. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Austin in Missouri, David in Maine, and Emily in Missouri all said Toy Story. Although one did give an honorable mention to A Bug's Life. So you, what was the question again? How was it phrased? It's not wasn't complicated. <laughs> Your favorite favorite like, Pixar movie? Yeah. So what? You can't give an honorable mention if you're doing a favorite, can you? I'll take it up with Emily in Missouri. I will. Now we had uh, <laughs> Legna said Toy Story one, and then what did our waiter today say? What did he say? Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Yeah. Okay. All right. So before we get into our top three, let's list what we had before. So at number ten, we had Toy Story two. At nine, we had Inside Out. Followed by Toy Story 3. Wally came in at number seven, followed by The Incredibles. Number five was Coco, Finding Nemo at four. Uh, so, Rodney, why don't you give us number three? So, at number three, we have Monsters Inc. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always watching. I love this one. This one's so good. It is. Um, and so, I didn't know if you were going to that. It is. Number two? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've said enough. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, this is again, another really creative idea um, where it's, you know, a community of mon- monsters who power their own society by, by scaring children. And, um, you know, they have these weird little door portals to, to go in and be able to scare them. And so it kind of ties back to, I don't know, like monsters and children at night and, and, uh, and it not being a fake thing and so to me i don't know from for me from my perspective again it's one of those clip why is everyone you sound, you sound, <laughs> because i think for a moment you sounded like is it is fake though right <laughs> there aren't are monsters coming through will, my will door someone check my cupboard tonight <laughs> you guys not still check under the bed i i mean i refuse to look under the bed after a certain hour because i know that's when they come out but yeah well did, did, did you see did you see the second one I did, yeah. It's because the reason I'm asking is it's interesting because the second one plays off the same idea, but it doesn't in any way so hit the way that Monsters Inc. did. The problem with the second one, it it tries to make a, a college film, and it is nice, but it's not an original idea. Monsters Inc. and in the uh, in the sequel, Monsters University, Mike and Sully aren't friends for a long time, and the best thing about Monsters Inc. is the relationship between the two main characters. Yeah, yeah right. that's true. That's right, right, and it's yeah. such it's su- again such an original complicated idea really yeah. for kids to get their heads around and to make it that entertaining and that funny no matter how many times you watch it and just setting it in this monster's world makes so many creative scenes and so many monsters right 
it, it yeah it really really does and um i don't know just again i i think it's yet another example of pixar taking something that is really complex able to make it entertaining for adults but also manageable for children which i think is impossible almost so you can, when you really think about the boxes that it that you're required to check to make that happen that's a really yeah. good point and i love the uh the contamination code 2219 <laughs> yeah. is brilliant. We got a 2219. Yeah. <laughs> the little kid's sock is stuck in the middle. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing, if I was in my shed, you wouldn't have known. I just Googled that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure it's 22 something. Yeah. That's pretty good. We're, we're all very impressed. <laughs> Either way, you knew to Google for it. So that's <laughs> yeah. good. All right, Lennon, you have number two. So at number two is a very popular choice. Number one for a lot of people it is up from 2009. My name is Doug. I have just met you, and I love you. <laughs> My master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel! So up Again, I think uh, the running theme we've got with Pixar is the great films are the ones with a really original idea, and the ones with uh, a really big emotional payoff. And the first five minutes of Up is some of the best filmmaking you ever see mm. the the soundtrack the, the score to it the the way they build the emotions again there's like in Wally there's no there's no talking at the beginning there's a little bit of talking when they're children but then it goes into the instrumental and you see their life go together and they're always saving up for this big trip to Paradise Falls and the life kind of takes over and they're always paying for other things uh, and yeah and when it is absolutely devastating and what's so clever about Up it then it really takes you like it hits you emotionally very hard to begin with and then spends the rest of the film having so much fun and like bringing you back up and then introducing characters like doug the talking dog is brilliant so <laughs> i've just met you and i love you yeah. he is brilliant uh, it's a lovely film it's that in fact at our at our wedding we had um all the tables were named after uh after films and we had up as one of the mm. one of the names and i've only ever met one person who wasn't that impressed with this film it was my my joint best man, my brother Kendall, and he described it as it's basically a film about a paedophile. And I was like, well, not really. Whoa. Wait, what, a, what a dark thing not to say. Yeah. Because he's traveling with a child? Yeah. You can travel with a child. That's not what defines it. Does he know what a paedophile is? Oh, I'm not sure. It, it's certainly more nefarious than traveling with a and child. Then, basically, because all the, all the place cards at the wedding, I had I used quotes from the film uh, for people, and he was the only one I didn't use a quote from the film. I just wrote that on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think if you don't if you don't cry at this movie, I think it's uh you might not have a soul, I think. Yeah, it's, I this think one's so. uh this this one's easily my number one. A lot of heavy a lot of heavy statements said about this movie in the last <laughs> five seconds. And number one, uh maybe you've predicted predicted it by now because process of elimination, number one for us is Toy Story. Just shut up, you idiot! Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic! I'm lost, Andy is gone, they're gonna move from their house in two days and it's all your fault! Mike! My fault? If you hadn't pushed me out of the window in the first place... Oh, yeah. Well, if you hadn't shown up your stupid little cardboard spaceship and taken away everything that was important to me... Don't talk to me about importance. Because of you, the security of this entire universe is in jeopardy. What? What are you talking about? Right now, poised at the edge of the galaxy, Emperor Zerg has been secretly building a weapon with the destructive capacity to annihilate an entire planet. I alone have information that reveals this weapon's only weakness. And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command. You are a toy! You weren't the real Buzz Lightyear. You're an, uh, you're an action figure. You are a child's 
plaything. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. The original, the one that started it all, and I wonder how much we've weighted it that way because of the nostalgia factor. But then I also do think it holds up really well based on all the things we've talked about, you know, rewatchability and the humor in it, adult humor as well, in the sense that. To me, I can watch this now, and you know, twenty some odd later, twenty three year, years later, and, and and enjoy it. Maybe not in the same way, but just as much uh, as I did when I first saw it. And this was again the one that started it all. It was the really the first big example of this type of anim- animation, and to see what it's then turned into for Pixar and Disney both. And still, there are young kids who are seeing it for the first time, and it's so cool to see. Um, and obviously, as you said, Lyndon, it's the, the start of what you think, and I think I could probably agree with you, is one of the best trilogies in, in movie history. Yes, and I, I think my favorite my favorite character, you know, know it like this this movie to me, I, I can think of so many different things. My favorite character, I think, was Sid. <laughs> is Sid? Is Sid? I don't to think me, you're supposed to be rooting the, for him. Sid no, no, no. no but is he one he of the most vivid? Yeah. He's one of the most vivid characters to this day, and like putting firecrackers on different toys' <laughs> backs the, and everything. The, the way he sleeps, he has no blankets on his bed. <laughs> he sleeps face down, but <laughs> face in the mattress, but up. Yeah. And we, our Thomas, our son, sleeps like that. And he was like, oh, "I'm sleeping like Sid again." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you better watch out. The toys are gonna hate him. Yeah. <laughs> gonna have so many fire. You gotta not. Are firecrackers allowed in in England? Lindsay says no. Are you saying? <laughs> do you mean like bombs bursting in air? Those types? Yeah, you know, like the ones that he that he taped that he. Ta- yeah, they they they're afraid of those. Yeah, they're afraid. Yeah, they can't handle those. They can't handle the Retreat. freedom. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I I mean the the only thing about that is I feel like I feel like uh, one thing it did well, which is kind of sneaky, um, sneaky impressive, is that. The scarier toys that were like morbid looking in Sid's room yeah. were still kind of funny in their own sense too, and like kind of almost felt—I don't want to say the word approachable, but almost felt like not off-putting, right? Like yeah. I feel like even in that part of the movie, you still felt like completely like this was an enjoyable film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, th- I think like you mentioned on uh, chat, the—I uh, think we've weighted it slightly more heavily because it is the original. It's the first one that it's the film that launched Pixar, and without. Toy Story and the success of Toy Story, you don't get any of the rest of the list. It doesn't give them the time and money to create original ideas like they did. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it's set the standard for Pixar and it's, uh, and that standard has been so high uh, throughout the rest of their films. Like films like Ratatouille, Bugs Life, not even making their top 10 list, which is incredible. Because those two are, I think, could be deserving of being in the top 10, Ratatouille yeah. and uh, in a Bugs Life. But like you said, the standard set that high it's not that they're not good. It's just that there's great movies in this list. Yeah. And to be able to keep that standard for 25 years is no small feat. I mean, that is really, really hard to do. I feel like, you know, in life, like eventually we all get jaded and are judging each next movie against this other set of great movies. And to still be able to deliver great movie after great movie, I feel like is a really, really impressive thing. We'll just pretend cars didn't happen. It was Pixar's midlife crisis. Yeah, but even for that, for that to be, you know, it's obviously a pretty big commercial success with the yeah. toys and everything. But I mean, even that, for that to be like the sign of failure, I feel like it's not, Yeah. you know, I mean, maybe one or two of those feel like the trend that you wouldn't want Pixar to do, like repeating something because yeah, they have. Cashing in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Because you do feel that probably a little bit with the car characters then, and they're easy Within uh, two years, you had Cars 3, then you had Coco. 
So mm. I, I can tolerate just about a Cars 3 if you get something like Coco. Mm. Well, guys, I think the only way we can end this is usually one of us has a quiz planned for the other two, but this is a, a quiz I found on BuzzFeed, and I haven't looked at any of these yet, but it's supposed to be a really hard Pixar quiz. I have the feeling we're going to ace this sucker. So we're going to do this all together. I, I don't even know how many questions there are. We're going to do this as a joint effort. So shout out the answer if you have it. Ready? So the first one, <clears throat> we're going to, what if we just get none of these right? <laughs> all right so the, By the three of us, that yeah, would be bad. It would be really bad. All right. Uh, first one, what is Violet's superpower in The Incredibles? She can turn invisible and make force fields. Invisibility. Okay. You got, you went a little bit deeper than BuzzFeed did there. Do we get the correct <laughs> answer or are we going to answer a whole bunch of things and then know if it, we were right or wrong? I don't even know what you just said. So, like, are we going to know when you answer if it was right or wrong? Yeah. Or are you going to get... Okay. No. Yeah. All right. So, first one, we got correct. All right. I like it deep. Number two. <laughs> All right. Number two. What name does Boo call Sully in Monsters, Inc.? I have multiple choice options. I don't know if we need to go to them. Oh, no. Let's, let's have the options. Yeah, let's have the options. All right. Uh, Teddy, Kitty, or Big Blue Man? I think it's Kitty. Kitty. I think it's Kitty. Yeah. It's Kitty. Kitty. It's Kitty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's correct. Kitty. Uh, number three. Which of these is not an emotion from inside out? Well, let's not. Let's try and list the emotions Ooh. before we have it. So it's okay. anger. So it's sadness. Anger, sadness. Um, joy is the first joy. one. There's two more. Despair. Disgust. Yeah. <laughs> Disgust. And fear. Fear, yeah. Fear, right? Yeah. So which is not an emotion? Fear, joy, envy? Envy. Envy. That is correct. Guys, we are three for three. Easy. Uh, number four. What is Chef Gusto's go-to catchphrase in Ratatouille? Do you want the multiple choice? Yeah. yeah that's I think a so. tough one. There are no rules in cooking, only imagination. Oh. Mm. If I can do it, so can you. And anyone can cook. Anyone can cook. Mm-hmm. Anyone can yeah. cook. <laughs> really, I I wouldn't have gotten that on my own. So, I I, I wouldn't have either because I thought that was Julia Child. That is correct. Anyone can cook. <laughs> uh, all right, number five. What movie is this character from? This is an easy one. It's a picture of Darla from Toy Story. <laughs> nope, Wrong. incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> it's finding me, bro. I'm just waiting for yeah. him to correct himself. It's <laughs> Darla from Toy Story, obviously. Let's yeah, move on. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to say Bounty Well, swing and a miss. So, guys, I just ruined oh. our perfect record. Uh, wow, that was an aggressive. That was an aggressive tap. He didn't even consult. Which got it? <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it. I watched the whole thing go red. And I was like, "Why did you go so quickly?" In my mind, I was saying Finding Nemo, and then my mouth and my thumb said Toy Story. <laughs> Which, you know, you know, it's something that happens. You know, never mind. <laughs> I had things to say, but I won't. All right, number six. Which body part does Buzz lose in Toy Story? His arm. His arm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Correct, correct, correct. All right, number seven. What problem does Dory have in Finding Nemo? Is it short-term memory loss, yeah. short-sightedness, mm-hmm. or poor depth perception? <laughs> oh, depth perception. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling short-term depth memory perception, loss. Alex. <laughs> number eight. What is the name of the retirement village Carl is being sent to live in? Shady Oaks. In Up. Ooh, yeah. Shady Oaks. Wow, that was good. That's good. Do we know that's true? We feel good about that? Yeah, I, I was really ambitious. Shady on Acres. Okay. Shady Oaks. That's correct. Number nine. What is the name of the town that Lightning McQueen visits in Cars? Is it Radiator Springs? Yeah, it's Radiator Springs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boringville. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
What is is it Merida? What is Merida afraid of in Brave? The witch I've never seen it. Thunder or Heights? The witch. I know the witch is a character. It's not Thunder or Heights, it's the witch. We think? Alright. Ah, it's Thunder. You And Brave, one we haven't discussed yet at all. No, we haven't. Was Taylor Swift the voice for that, or am I making that up? You're making, making that, that up. up. <laughs> did, she have a, did she have a song or something for that? I don't know. Oh, weird. No. It always. It, have you seen Brave? No. <laughs> but for some reason, that's what I remember of Brave. How, have, you, have you seen Brave, Chet? No, I actually haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all right, yeah. It's not one of the weaker ones, but not one of the best either. Agreed. Oh, we got it wrong. She was not afraid of thunder. She was afraid. No, she was wrong. afraid of thunder. She's not afraid of the witch. All right, number 11. Who is in charge of the circus in A Bug's Life? Is it Flick, Flea, the Slim, Flea. or P.T. Flea? P.T. Flea. P.T. Flea. I like P.T. Barnum. Mm. It's very clever. clever. <laughs> number 12. Well. Which musical does Wally enjoy watching and dancing along to in Wally? Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. That is correct. Oh, what color? Oh, look. Color spelled the British way. What are the odds? Oh, it's not what? the British way. What are it's the odds? just the correct way. Well... What color was <laughs> what, Color. Yeah, how is that pronounced if it's the British way? Color. Color. I don't think that's it. You sound like, you sound like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> what color was Mater before he got rusty in cars? Purple, yellow, baby blue. Baby blue. Yeah. Baby blue? Okay. Correct. All right, correct. Um, all right, so we got 11 out of 13, right? And it says, wow, you know everything there is to know about Pixar. Well, not well, everything. We that's, that's factually incorrect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I kind of I screwed us on the Darla one, didn't I? Yeah, what would, what would our total... I wonder if they would have said the same thing, though, at 12 out of 13. I'll text this to you, and you can, you can you know, experiment with that. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I'll take my chances later. Well, I, too, have a game. Uh, it is for both of you guys. I'm about to text... I just texted you, Rodney, six names... You're going to do your Rodney Voices of the Week, and Lyndon gets to guess which uh, which famous celebrity it is that you're trying to do. Have we, have we got I get to limit? pick one? No. I can, oh, wait, I just going to go through it one at a time. We'll see okay. how many we can get through. Okay, so, we're opening this up to the audience as well. Yeah, yeah. Any guesses? We've been asking Rodney to do uh, Voices of the Week, asking for our listeners to give us five star ratings, and so he's been, you know, he's been blessing us with, uh, with <laughs> his takes on various celebrities. So I've given him Perhaps six the names. The worst use of the word blessing ever. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see if we can get through all six. If this goes too long, we won't do all six, but go for it. So do I have to tell them to be... Do I have to do iTunes reviews through, no, through these or just... iTunes. <laughs> just, right. just do the do your impersonation. All right. You can't lose. <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. I, I know who it is, but I don't want to guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. That's not the purpose of the game. <laughs> okay, Liam Neeson. Take. Well, that one might have been Sean Connery doing Liam Neeson. <laughs> or was that Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> Groovy baby, <laughs> Austin Powers. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> now, for some reason, that's Sean Connery, <laughs> and I've still never seen a clip of him saying this. I'm the governor of California. I can't say my name because it's so long. Arnie. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I can't do Peter. Peter Griffin. Can't do it. 
I don't say groovy, baby. Instead, I say, get in my belly. Uh, fat. Um. <laughs> fat. What? Bastard. Oh, thank you. Oh, that you're censoring yeah. yourself. I think I did quite well there. Yeah, I guess. Can I, can no, I, no better or no worse than any other time. Can I send you one, Rodney, to do p- for Particularly successful. Sure. What is this? I feel like I'm a clown at a circus right now. What is happening? I've only sent you one. Chet sent you six. (laughs) Do you want me to send you the line he says? Why would you? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, was that Vecini from (laughs) Python? Inconceivable. Why would you shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane? <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> so terrible. You, you tried to do Bane, and I thought it was Vestini from the Princess Bride. What is the other one? It's not squeaky. I was born in the darkness. No, no, no. I can't do that. do that. Why would you shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane? Why just... would you shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane? <laughs> okay, all right. I, I know what it is. I got it. I got just it. Just keep doing that. It. It's Bane on Helium, I think, is what it is. <laughs> that was the, it was. I did have a little helium. It's I'm the, glad it's you why? picked up It's the bloopers. He sucks down some helium and then says the line. I'm glad you picked up on the subtleties of what I, what I bring to the table. You are quite an artist. Mm-hmm. That's one word for it. <laughs> What's another word? The sky is falling. Well, uh, this episode went places, as we normally do. Mm. Uh, well, we, uh, we, if, you, if you disagreed with our list in any way, you can go to our website, downhallpodcast.com, and you can tell us what we missed. Um, if you didn't like our number one or even our number ten, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you to everyone who chimed in on our uh, social media post. And you can go to our website not just to do that, but also to recommend a movie for us. Um, we are on Twitter, at Down the Hall Guys. We're on Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> What else? Email. The, you, you could email us, actually. Yeah, downthehallpodcast.gmail.com. That's pretty good. Email. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're forgetting email. <laughs> was that Bane who said that? <laughs> I think it was. That was the nerdy Bane before he was angry Bane. And if you're catching us for the first time um, and you're wondering where else Sorry. you can listen to us, yeah, we apologize. But also you can find us on uh, Google Play, TuneIn, iTunes, <laughs> and SoundCloud context that's confusing. Well, for the loyal listeners, they'll get it. Yeah. Um, but that's Rodney over here. We're blessed to have Lyndon with us. See, that's the correct use. Of the best. <laughs> and I'm Chet, and we'll catch you next week. Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs>